Welcome back to the TV Talk Machine Podcast. It is episode 66. We're one away from Satan. I'm Jason Snell, and across the internet for me in Los Angeles, in residence, I guess Pasadena, at the Television Critics Association Winter Press Tour, it is your host, Mr. Tim Goodman. Hey, Hello. yes, a home of Satan. I'm here. Yeah, you're right. You got the other six right there. Yeah, I, it's Los Angeles <laughs> qualifies as the other six. <laughs> yeah, all right, fair enough. How, how are you holding up? Pretty good. I clearly have like a raggedy voice and... You know, now you got the golden tones. You're 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 breathing in the smog, and yeah, it's, it's re- replenishing you. You're 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 drinking the cocktails and uh, drinking the cocktails. Lack of sleep, mm-hmm. lots of work. Live hard, play hard. Classic That's kind of thing. That's yeah, Death March classic. You know, it's funny because it, it, it we go through this every year, and I'm sure we've talked about this many times too. But it is the per- it is like literally the example of like work hard, play hard. You just yeah. plow through all day. I mean, not literally working hard like a like it was like i'm picking rocks or i'm got a blue collar and doing something that's really no you're sitting in a chair watching um well-paid stars and writers (laughs) from tv shows uh talking while they feed you things yeah so really not that hard um but it's just time consuming and it's it's a it's a slog and then there's always the parties and then getting information and i do a lot of stuff where i'm talking to executives at these parties not stars so much but um every now and then i'll say hi to somebody i like but yeah, it's taken its toll. It's it yeah. it started really quickly. We had four, uh, it started on Tuesday, and we had four straight day, Tuesday through Friday, uh, four straight days of uh, cable, and then we had uh, ABC came in for a day, and then we had uh, the CW. WB. Yeah, or CW the WB. You probably say uh, they they don't like you anymore. You can't get yeah. their name right. They're gonna turn their back I'm on you. It. It's they were uh, partly the WB and partly the oh, UPN. Yeah, that's where the W comes from in the CW. That's the C- right. CSCBS, but um, mm-hmm. their corporate – Viacom is their corporate o- overlord. So they were here today and then, of course, you know, uh, uh, we got Golden Globes yeah. taping, playing while we tape and then uh, – uh, which will be over by the time this is on. But then a whole slew of other networks come in. But yeah, it's a little bit of a, a, little bit of a grind. And, and, but also fun. I can't deny that it's not fun. Right. And uh, the, the only Jason, the main takeaway is the most obvious takeaway: the anvil falling again to say that. Oh my God! There's a lot of really great shows coming. Yeah, yeah. I saw you. You had that moment where you did a uh, tweet that was basically another platinum age, which is again cannot believe how much good stuff I'm seeing. You know, which is a nice. It's nice to have that, right? It's not. It's not more bad shows, but still, there was that moment of like, oh, more good shows. Here come more good shows. <laughs> yeah, it's. Um... It's kind of funny. It's it's tough because um, you're at one on the one hand you're really excited, and I've never well, no one has ever seen kind of the period that we're in right now with so much creativity <clears throat> across the board, and it's just but to continue to see it in all these different platforms, all these different channels, um, and maybe see it where you're not expecting to see it. You know, some channels are getting better. You know, they're just doing better work. Uh, you know, one of the big stories that I wrote from down here was my second TCA journal in that uh, uh, Kevin Riley, who started at FX, then went to Fox and NBC, and he's now taken over Turner. So he's running both TNT and TBS. And he has, in the last year, he took over a year ago, January, completely has revolutionized those channels. So going forward, the content that you're going to see going forward is significantly different. And I hate to say it, 
it looks really good. I, the you know we've seen not many shows, but some stuff's completed. But the panels and the extended screeners or the extended trailers, it, he's turned it into like a little mini FX. So on the one hand, I mean you probably feel the same same way, Jason. Is like you could look at TNT and just never worry about them being in considered in the top tier. It's like shows right. you could skip. And, and basketball. <laughs> yeah, and basketball. And now that you, they're going to have shows you can't skip on both channels, TBS included, and basketball. Yeah. <laughs> so it's – on the one hand, you're like, yay, you took a, you know, a really popular network and you're – but that, that didn't do very high-quality shows. And now you're bringing in this like FX-level ambition. Should I applaud that? Because mm. – that makes me feel like I'm going to be doing a lot more work. But you should applaud it because in your first journal, what you said is that some you can you can get the sense that you know some of these channels are 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 not going to make it, and TNT and TBS are going to be around. So you know them being an outlet that that's doing scripted stuff uh, of of high quality is probably good because you know when I read your first piece, it's very much a a doom and gloom not about TV as a whole, but about this just all of these bundled largely they're around because they're in a bundle channels that are. Sort Sort of nobody, you know, or very few people are watching, and it's just hard to believe that they're going to be able to to um, stay alive in the long run. Yeah, I mean, I continue to make more friends with that. Yeah, I bet. Very popular guy. You mean it did a long list, so you could offend lots of people. Oh yeah, there was a lot of people. But that, I mean, I laughed out loud at the list. You, you actually <laughs> said, like, raise your hand if you watch any of these channels regularly: Ion Reels, True TV, Aspire, Pop, TV One, Cooking Channel, DIY, FYI, QVC, GSN, Boomerang, C-SPAN, Chiller, Clue. That's two O's. Disney Channel, Junior, Disney XD, El Rey, Esquire, FYI, Fuse, NASA TV, and Pivot, just to name a bunch. <laughs> and I left, I left tons off. I know. Because the paragraph before that, as you God see, TV, jewelry, yeah. television, baby TV, living TV, and you got Those your American Heroes, Destination <laughs> America, Discovery Life, Velocity. <laughs> Those are the easy ones to make fun of, and the second tier is the, those are the ones that are considered like, you know, those are middleweight contenders, mm-hmm. and no one's watching them. So when they unbundle this thing, and it's it's already coming undone right now. Yeah, um, you know, once. I think once HBO started to offer HBO now, um, and 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 now there's more legal fights about, you know, this whole bundling and what you can carry and what you can pay for. Right. It's all coming undone, and it's just a matter of how quickly it's going to come undone. It's not like when, if it's it, or it's just when. That actually came up. Uh, I I saw during the Netflix panel where. Uh, Netflix basically said, "Look, you know, it, we we part of our strategy is we're doing originals because we expect that some of the stuff that it c- is currently coming from other sources is going to go away." And I read that like, "What happens after that?" And the answer is, "You're going to end up with some, you know, potentially. You're either going to end up with like Netflix and Amazon, and they're going to vie for these things, or you're going to end up with a small number of." Uh, of these big companies like like NBC Universal offering their own Netflix like streaming plan, uh, and and sometimes I think that's the way the unbundling happens is that in the end you're not going to have all these different cable channels. You're just going to have sort of you know six or seven ten dollar a month services with a bunch of originals on it, and you're going to have to pick. And and at that point, you know a lot of these channels that are just riding along on the bundle are. I mean, there's going to be nothing left. Yeah, it's it, it you know I, it's really complicated. It's a really complicated issue, but you did a good job there too. And it and I think that you know it 
when people come to the point where they're going to choose, you know, which skinny bundle, as they say, that they're going to buy into, um, then it's just then it becomes a math equation because you say, okay, I'm paying, you know, are you am I, am I paying eighty six dollars a month for cable this month, or a lot of people are paying over a hundred. Some of them are paying one hundred and fifty dollars, yeah, um, and they don't want to, and so they'll say, okay, well, this was our monthly out output for cable. And now we can just say, okay, eleven ninety nine for Hulu, seven ninety nine for Netflix, and then what else? You know, you're right. Does NBC Universal have a thing? Does Discovery Channel have a skinny bundle? And once that starts happening, yeah, all hell's going to break loose. What? Uh, what else? Anything else about Kevin Kevin Riley at uh, at Turner? I, I thought that was an interesting thing that he he just keeps popping around, but wherever he goes, he seems to make some interesting interesting programming decisions. Yeah, I, I, I still I still contend that that's probably going to be the biggest story that came out of TCA, and it happened in the you know third day, uh, because it's it's one of those stories, and you probably ran into this a little bit in tech. You know, you 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 know that they're doing something, uh, so it's not a news that they're do- it's not news that they're doing something, right? But you're just you know you know you're aware of it, and life goes on, and then all of a sudden they pop up, and they're like, yeah, this is what we've been doing for a year, and here it is, and that's. You know, they, he kept them out of the news for a year, and he, you know, no one got any screeners, no one got to see any of stuff. So when he unveiled the uh, the the looks at eleven different shows that they've basically been, you know, in the incubator for a year, uh, and fast forwarding through the process really quickly, um, partly by avoiding pilots and you know commitments, you know, giving like season long commitments to shows, it, what he showed us was really good. I have to tell you, I, I'm not ready to say it's going to be FX level yet, but that's the ambition. And on the TNT side, and I got to say, the the dramas that they showed us looked really good, and a couple of them will be coming out soon. And then on the TBS side, like they finally found comedies that I I'm interested in, and they look ambitious, they look creative. It's you know that feeling. I mean, I know that you. I think watched this too, Jason. When you with the um, Master of None, did you watch that? Oh yeah, yeah. So that feeling you get when you watch Master of None, and you think, okay, this this is what you do when you give somebody with talent to make a show, and you kind of just let them do what they want. Maybe give them some notes, but you end up with a sort of a surprising uh, comedy and a well, you know, it's well crafted. And I think the the stuff that's going to be coming up on TBS uh, fits that vein. They have some really interesting premises that won't be for everybody. They will not be broad hits, but they're they're interesting. And mm-hmm. and they're and they're battling now with like Comedy Central and, and some of the other ones that are that have a lot of good half hours. So uh, it's just more more good stuff. He's doing he's doing a, a phenomenal job of uh, I would say just uh, uh, you know having a vision for the new channels, quote unquote, the new channels, the new vision, the brand and, and delivering on it. And to sit on that for a year and say, yeah, Hey, we made 11 shows without really showing you. And now we're going to show you the impact was like, wow, these all look really good. (laughs) Well, and they had a bunch of stuff that they inherited from the previous regime that they, you know, they spent a year playing those and you know, that's the agent X's of the world. Right. Yeah, where they're, where they're like, yeah, we'll put that out there. We we ordered it. We'll do it. But meanwhile, in the background, they're like, yeah, and then we're totally going to change how we approach this. Yeah, the and the wonky part of that story is that like some of those shows did well, yeah. and um, they 
the honest to God, they never had a chance. They, he was never. He only wanted his stamp on it, so he only wanted shows that he greenlit, sure. and everybody else kind of had to go away. And he's only keeping sort of the really big hits that are on the existing channel. Um, and he was really, this is Kevin Riley. It was kind of interesting when they said, well, what about major crimes and these other shows that do really well for you? And he's like, yeah, he goes, not every channel is going to be homogenized. You have to have these kind of outlier shows that don't necessarily fit your current mm. uh, identity. And it was like, it was like his way of saying, yeah, we don't like those, but they do really well. But they, yeah, but they're a hit. Like, gotta, well, I mean, that's a very network attitude too, which is like, well, this show is not really fitting with our brand, but it does well. So, well, we'll just keep it on. Right? I mean, you're not going to turn it away. I know people want to watch you, but we don't want you on our network. It doesn't happen. Yeah, and so it's it's weird, right? I mean, yeah. it's, it's it's kind of fun to be immersed in this. Everybody pitching their wares and and being really competitive about it and worried about it it's uh for somebody like me who covers the industry it's kind of an interesting time so what's uh what's abc up to well they were um today was today was cw and abc was the first network just yesterday right. and um so they came in and they have you know uh, not uh, not all of it's going to work but they have some pretty interesting shows and i would say that last year if people watched american crime which was a really good show, especially for a network. It was a big swing that really worked. It had a lot of Emmy nominations, and there'll be, I think there's some Golden Globe nominations tonight. Um, and if you watch Secrets and Lies, they turned those anthology series, did pretty well from them, and they were kind of cable-ish in scope. Sure. Um, which is a little getting away from ABC's a much more soapy, female-centric Shonda Rhimes network. So they have some interesting things like they have um, – like they're, they're bringing those two back again. They have a really big a swing called Of Kings and Prophets that I don't know if it's going to work with their brand. But it's basically – you know, uh, I hate to use the name because when they were using the name, I was like, no, it's not so close. But they, they kept name-dropping Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that. And yeah. then, but, but then they said that they were going to have like an online version that had stuff that wasn't in the, in the broadcast version. That, what? Yeah, because they sent out stuff to critics that was a little more sexy. Uh, and then some stuff that's not – they just couldn't get it past uh, broadcast standards. Um, and so we, I think the question given to them was like, okay, this is like a bait and switch. Did you make a cable show so you can kind of impress us and then the one that's going to go <laughs> on the air is going to be the one – there's no swearing and there's no sex. And so they pretty much had to fess up that that's probably what's going to happen. So, you know, you can't you can't talk about being in competition it, with Game of Thrones. But it's not fantasy. It's like Bible era. It's Bible era, yeah. yeah. But there is, you know, okay. there's fights and swords and sandals. Sure, just no dragons. Just no dragons. All right. Um, so that's I, I hear offense. that it's muscular, by the way. It's muscular, yes. The one buzzword. Uh, <laughs> a lot of muscular TV coming our way. A lot of muscles. The year of the year of TV muscles, 2016. Exactly. So they had a, a, a couple of interesting things. Uh, this is what I would say to them. Uh, American Crime and, and Secrets and Lies Season 2, for those, look pretty good. They have a, they have a drama called The Family, which also is very cable-ish. Hmm. Um, yeah, I probably wouldn't watch that. And then they have two, just because it's not there, there enough for me. Um, and I kind of already know what's happening. And then they have uh, um, two comedies. One of them is the Uncle Buck redone. 
Again. Again. So there's no need for that. Uh, this is with an African-American <sighs> family. Um, so like, hey, Uncle Buck's black now. Woo! Oh. Uh, so it's like, it, but it's that's not gonna work for me. And then the one that probably will work is a new sitcom. You know, ABC does really, really excellent sitcoms, and they have a thing called The Real O'Neills. And even though it might not be there in the first couple of episodes, being here and seeing the panel, you know, Todd Holland is on this, and being being there and seeing the panel where, you know, it's uh, everybody really kind of popped, and you could see the brains in the cast and in the writing. And I haven't seen the first uh, pilot other than what they showed. And reaction in the room is like, hey, the first episode doesn't really do it, but look at – it'll probably get its act together in future episodes. And I think that the panel proved that it would. Hmm. And that's basically a Irish Catholic family, um, you know, in I think they're in Boston. And then uh, the son is gay <clears throat> and comes out. And uh, there's some very, there were some very funny lines. Uh, a lot of the people who work on the show are, are right on it, and and even the guy who plays the gay character is gay himself. So there's a sensitivity to it, so that they can actually play a little bit broader without like, oh, you're just making fun of, you know, you're you're doing gay stereotypes. It's it comes from a place of uh, people on the show who who've had experiences themselves in coming out and what it was like in these really strict families, uh, and they're really kind of. Fearlessly mining the comedy there. I, I have high hopes for that one. Hmm. So, yeah, well, that, but, you know, that fits in with their comedy brand, basically, right? With uh, with Modern Family and uh, and Blackish and Fresh Off the Boat. I mean, they, ABC has been uh, fearless in building uh, comedies around premises that are are not you know more just just more happy straight white people, right? So exactly, exactly, and um, you know it's. Uh, I think that that one's probably going to work. I don't think Uncle Buck will work, but you know who knows? Maybe I'll be I'll be stunned. Um, and then CW was today, and they and they had a lot of shows that are coming. You know, they have the 100, and they had yeah, a, they're rolling right now. Yeah, so. they're rolling. And the two shows that they have for mid season, which I think will be really interesting, and uh, the first is DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So this is right up your alley. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was kind of a fascinating panel to hear them explain how they're going to, you know, f- put it in that world with Arrow and Flash, um, and then have all these other characters—not minor—I wouldn't say they're minor DC characters, but they're just on the side, and maybe they wouldn't a show on their own wouldn't work. But you put them all together, it has a really interesting cast. Uh, from what I've heard, in a good cross section of uh, from what I would say is kind of geeky critics and non geeky critics who have actually seen it. Apparently, the pilot is is a big bloated oh my god kind of mess. Well, Dan Feinberg called it Legends of Exposition, yeah. which is which is actually I will say as somebody who has seen all this fall's episodes of Flash and Arrow, um, and not surprising because I feel like both of those shows spent way too much time trying to do plot setup to get to. The Legends of Tomorrow, and when we got through their crossover event, which was seemingly about that, um, I thought to myself, "Oh, geez, 
you know, they didn't get out all of the setup. So there's obviously more plot setup to be done. And the concept is so complicated that I can only imagine because they've got to get, they have so many characters. They have to explain who they are and get them together. And they've got this complicated time travel premise. And I just, I cannot even imagine. It may end up being fun in the long run, but I, 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 I imagine, I'm not surprised that, that, that it's just a, a, an, ev- an exposition heavy, uh, premiere i'm not not at all it, it seems like they had a huge chunk of story that they bit off and then they've spent you know months now trying to parcel it out and they still have a lot of it yeah and i think what was funny for me having not you know because that's not kind of things coming until march or something like that uh or maybe it's sooner but i um the thing that it's, in, it's me, in like a week <laughs> is it really yeah uh, okay so i'm sure dan will review it but um oh no right the other the other show containments in in march so i got them mixed up but uh what was interesting to me for legends of tomorrow it, it it's kind of perfect for me because i'm you know i i think it's less perfect for you jason because you do watch the other two pretty religiously and i'm kind of a dip in dip out kind of guy so when i saw the trailer for this i was like Wow, that Legends of Tomorrow looks pretty good. So I didn't see all the exposition heavy right. pilot, but I, I, from what I saw in the trailer, if I hadn't seen anybody else's comments, I would have said, and I did say, "Hey, that looks good." It's a fun. It's a fun premise. I think. I think the challenge is just getting to the point where they can, you know, where the machine is running. <laughs> they got, yeah. Right now they're like pulling the chain to get the lawnmower to start up, right? Where it's like we got a lot of stuff to tell you about this time machine and these people before they can have their their wacky adventures. And then it sounds like it's, yeah, it's time time travel and hijinks. Yeah, they had like 16 people on stage. So yeah, that's, that's the that whole cast. Problem. Yeah. <laughs> and that was a problem in a nutshell. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, make make stories for the and backstories and yes. plausibility for all these people. Yeah. Hi, Victor no Gerber. Wonder. Yeah. And but I will say this: the uh, so the one that's coming in March uh, that we learned about today was uh, can called it's containment. So it's a you know it's a virus series that mm-hmm. uh, you know you're not you're not going to get the cure. You're just going to hope to be able to contain it in some way. And how does the people being contained and dying uh, in a city and, and those outside of the perimeter how do they live? So it's it's interesting. It's not just like a pandemic where everybody dies. People are dying, but you know it's a it has a little bit of. Uh, I mean, there's, I guess there's a little bit of a zombie type premise, even though it's a, it's a, you know, it's a biological thing. Right. So it's, uh, it's, it's walking dead ish in the sense that there's the, there's, it's semi-apocalyptic and stuff, but they're not, they don't turn into zombies. They just No, but die. when they're coming at you and they're bloody and, and, right. and you don't want to be within four feet of the contaminant, you, you, they, you, they might as well be zombies. <laughs> right. You're running, you're running like hell to get away from them. Um, and, you know, obviously the cops are panic or the national guard panics and shoots them and that kind of thing it's it's along that lines but i would say having not there's no there's nothing for us to see except for this clip that um uh that i saw it was uh a a lot darker and a lot heavier than um i think what we're used to on the cw but you know props to them because they've they've taken a lot of chances and that's probably why they're one of my favorite networks now That's cool. Yeah, I know uh, it was an opportunity for a lot of people, not just you, but a lot of people I saw tweeting from the the uh, the event to talk about the the hundred and how that's a show that I think everybody was a little skeptical of when they saw the premise and saw that it was on uh, CW. And I have a hard time finding anybody who will say a bad word about it now because it, tur- it it you know it turned around and improved so much so quickly. Yeah, it did. I mean, I think I struggled, like I said in my tweet, I, I struggled with that first. Um 
the first season and the beginning of that season uh, was hard for me because I was like, this is decent, but it's not it's not there yet. And uh, but then it got a lot better towards the end of season one. And I liked season two quite a bit. So, yeah, um, it looks good. Uh, but I will say, so those are the two network ones so far. But um, it, I'm, I'm biased towards cable and I, you know, cable came through here first and there's so much good mm. stuff. It's I hate to tell it to people who have heard so many times. Oh, there's too much TV peak TV. It's just more coming. It's a good thing, right? It's a good problem it's, to have. It's it's a good problem to have. And, you know, cable, we, we've talked about it. Cable is not trying to broadcast. They're trying to reach narrow audiences. And, and this way, you know, not, not all of them. I mean, you have to watch half of them. But not, not all of them are going to hit a particular person. But if it hits you, it's going to hit you right in the... The sweet spot. Speaking of which, even if you weren't a TV critic, I bet you would be totally uh, enamored with vinyl, right? From HBO. Absolutely, that's yeah, right I, up your alley. The, mu- the music show. It really is, and I, even though it's like an era, you know, it's it's set in '73, so I was pretty young, and I was not like in the music like I am now. But I have appreciation for it, and I watched the two-hour premiere. It's coming up, and um, I'm reviewing it. Uh, Scorsese directed it, and it's um, it's pretty amazing. It's they, and they do stuff in it that you're kind of like, wait, what the hell? But what I liked about it, it was super ambitious. But what I, I liked about it is they laid down a lot of uh, story tracks. And you know, HBO is not shy about giving us multiple episodes. They just haven't given us more than the two hour pilot. And so when we went to the session, I was very happy to see that they showed. I think about a five minute trailer. I'm really bad at predicting these times because they feel like longer than they are, but. Our uh, five-minute trailer with a lot of uh, scenes that were not in the pilot. And you could tell from those clips that the show was going in the direction I was hoping it would go into. Um, and the storylines are going to flush out. It's going to be it's going to be packed, but it's it's great. Yeah. So my, my thing was like I wanted it to get to 1973 where it's set because that world is, is amazing. But in the pilot, they do flash back a little bit to – some of these characters' beginnings, and that's like 50s and 60s rock and roll, which is fine. You know, I, don't, I don't have a problem with Bo Diddley and all that stuff. But I think when you get into the New York Dolls slash punk yeah. slash Zeppelin era, it's it's more interesting. Yeah. Oh, that sounds great. Sounds sounds really good. Any, any other uh, good HBO info? Huh? Yeah, on HBO in particular um, – Hey, have, hey, hey, it sounds like Game of Thrones is going to run for a long time. <gasps> Shocker. I know. Correctly right? predicted by uh, <laughs> this podcast many yeah. years ago. Yes. Yeah, they're not going to give up on that. It's uh, turning out money. So yep. it's going to stay. going to renew for a it for a couple more years. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, they had a vinyl panel. They had a thing with a um, documentary panel with uh, Anderson Cooper and his mom, Gloria Vanderbilt, was very touching. Um, and. You know, mostly they 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 didn't do um, um, they didn't do Westworld because that's going to be more in the summer, hmm. even though they haven't given us a, a date. But the fact they didn't panel it means that they're going to do it in the summer. So you can see that sometime and probably I would say probably late August huh. is when you're probably going to see that. Um, but they had a couple of uh, mini series that they brought. Um, one was um, a confirmation of. Uh, Clarence Thomas and Anita Hill. There's a whole thing on that, and then uh, there's there's one called All the Way. Uh, so it's all about uh, LBJ and um, Brian Cranston stars in that. So all of that was hmm. 
was really good. But H and they had some they had some other like highlights of stuff to come. But they have a pretty they don't need to fully restock. They have right. They have a lot of shows. Yeah. So, but and so this year, vinyl was the one that they're really trying to tell. That's the guy who did uh, Boardwalk Empire, who wrote Boardwalk Empire, right? Who's doing that yeah. with uh, uh-huh. Terrence Winter? Yeah, yeah. Terrence Winter, and it's just it's oh. an all star cast. Amazing. It's, and Bobby Cannavale is like so great in the first two hours that I watched. It was like, and he's funny. It's like he's a guy I like, but he's not like my favorite. I, in fact, I didn't really like his performance on. Um, uh, Boardwalk Empire when he was on. I didn't, and he was like a guest season. He was on it for a guest. So I was like, yeah, I like Cannavale, but he's not my favorite. He was so good hmm. in vinyl. I mean, everybody's good in vinyl, but he is so good in vinyl. You're like, okay, here you go. Have all the awards. They're for you. <laughs> but uh, I can I can tip you on a couple of other scripted series. Yeah, if, let's do it. Okay. What should I know? Well, so... A couple of things coming up on uh, WG in America, home of Manhattan. Manhattan, yeah. Poster series for here's something you're paying for and you don't know you're paying for it, mm-hmm. WG in America. And also here's a great show, Manhattan, that you're not watching. So they're they're not giving up the scripted game, clearly. They're still, they were here with um, something that I'll be reviewing soon called Outsiders. And, you know, it's just about this, you know, hill, this like hill family. They live in the hills and they're off the grid and what happens when this corporation comes in and they need to move these people off the mountain um, and they're, they don't live in that world. Then you have this clash of this huh. like warrior band of modern day people clashing with real society. And it's, it's a little over the top, but it was a good panel and it made you think like, oh, OK, they, they actually retooled this so that it's a little more realistic. And uh, I'm looking forward to that. Then there's that thing about the Underground Railroad, which is also an ongoing series, and that looked good too. I just did not haven't seen it. Um, so right off the bat, you say, "Oh, right, here's a network that is our poster network for something you're not watching," and then they've got two good shows on it. Uh, let's see here, Turner had a uh, like I said with Kevin Riley's thing, he had a number of. Uh, basically screeners and previews that looked pretty good uh, on the comedy side. They had two, sh- they showed us two shows. Uh, Jason Jones is in a series called the detour, which is basically like a road trip gone to hell. And it's an ongoing comedy that looked pretty good. Um, they had a little, they have, it's like a family. He's with, um, uh, Natalie Zaya, the woman from, uh, justified, uh, she's his wife. They have a couple of smarmy kids, which I'm who I was definitely not into, and they kind of ruined that panel for me. But um, the show looks funny. The stuff that they showed from the show looked very funny. And Samantha B, she has her oh, yeah. new, she has her new late night show. So um, they had a clip of that, which looked very much like The Daily Show. I hate to say it, mm. but I do like Samantha B, so maybe that's going to be good. And the one that's coming up uh, that I'm about to review. And you probably see in trailers for it is the is the police squad type spoof called Angie Tribeca. Oh yeah, and it's you know it's uh, it's got Rashida Jones in it. Uh, it's Jerry Burns. They've got a lot of really good um, uh, actors on it. It's I think they're doing a very smart thing, and this is this is what happens when you have a year to to gestate because you've been doing it in secret. Um, they have. 20 was it 20 i don't know how many they have uh episodes can't remember they're going to just repeat them over and over again so you'll see the first episode of angie tribeca on january 17th 
and then they're going to run 25 hours of it in a row of the of the one episode of the whole season. Oh, so, so they're going to so they're going to binge the whole season. Yeah, in a in a 25-hour marathon where you'll be able to see this whole <clears throat> this whole first season and multiple episodes shown over and over again. And then as soon as that 25 hours is up, they've already both renewed it for and have already started shooting the second oh. episode, second season. So the, wow. uh yeah, it's it's very stylized. You have you know, if you've seen Police Squad or if you've seen kind of those spoofs, mm-hmm. um, it has a lot of that. It's Steve, so it's Steve Carell and his wife are the executive producers, and I think the through the clips, the more clips you see and you get more familiar with the style, you're more open you are to it. But it won't be everybody's. It won't be everybody's thing. Yeah, no, that's a cool. It's a cool idea. It's interesting to see. This is a little like Sci-Fi Channel putting all f- the first four episodes of The Expanse up on, on streaming. It's like, okay, try that. See what happens. Right. So showing it all, and I assume then they'll just they'll go back and they'll show them, you know, every week ish. Yep. Mm-hmm. In a time slot. Interesting. Yeah, and then they can you can binge the first season and watch it at any time. It'll be available to uh, on uh, on demand. It's it's kind of a good way huh. to sell a show. That that you need to see a lot of really quickly and binge it to get the the mood of it. That's a really interesting idea. Yeah, we had a cluster in the middle where I, this comes from a day where I kept thinking, "Oh my god, there's so much good stuff." So so um, uh, Sundance was here, uh-huh. uh, and they have a they have really interesting stuff. One is a it was like a British series called The Last Panthers. Um, it, it's kind of hard to explain that one, but it it looked really good. It's uh, uh, I, I'm probably not, I, I probably won't do it justice, so I won't say it. Let's just say it's a typical like Sundance BBC America type combination, since they're you know they're jointly owned. And um, then there's a series called Hap and Leonard, and it's got uh, Omar from The Wire, <laughs> huh. yeah, and uh, and it also as I always introduce everybody by by the, from The Wire and from uh, from. Rome by their character's name. So they've got Mark Antony and Omar as Happ and Leonard. And um, I think that it's uh, – that show is going to be kind of fun and different and weird. And um, the uh, – what's the other ones that came with that? Uh, where's AMC? So Because AMC was doing on the same day. And they have uh, Preacher – which is going to be right up your alley, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is uh, one of the – it's a comic book adaptation. Yeah, and so we saw it in a theater, and you know, I knew nothing about the comic book. I found somebody who did and said, okay, tell me, what should I be looking for? And so they gave me a prim- you know, an idea. But the end, the takeaway was I watched it as somebody, as somebody who 90% of the people will tune in not having seen the comic sure. book. And, and it I, is I insanely over the top. Hmm. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> one bit of sense. Like you, you're like, I don't know who you are and how you relate to this other person, but it is so visually different and so kind of, it's just so balls out over the top that I definitely want to see more, hmm. more episodes. Um, so it could work for them. It's definitely they're not they're going in big. It's bloody. It's gory. It's funny. There's a lot of violence. Um, it's a big splash. And then they have a mini series uh, called The Night Manager, which is spectacular. It's based on a John Le Carre al- uh, album. <laughs> it's one of his he greatest also, hits. He was also a, a very big music star. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I know it's on based on one of his his stories, and uh, it's just uh, you know it's Hugh Laurie is the star of it. And, oh, it's Hugh Laurie and Tom Hiddleston, right? Yeah, Tom uh. Hiddleston, and and they were here, and they were great, and it's just it, it's just something you're gonna want. You just you know. The, Remember uh, the name. I'll review it before it happens. Just and that's a calendar. that's a BBC co-production, so I get it. I see it. Yeah, and uh, it's just strong. It's uh, everybody's going to be talking about it. It's called the Night Manager, uh, and then BBC. You know, so then together, BBC on the same day, BBC was here, um, and they have uh, they had two really good London Spy uh, with Ben Wishaw and um, Undercover which is this really kind of very British but taut police drama that's um, pulled from the headlines in, 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 uh, in England where uh, uh, people who worked for the police department were sort of embedding themselves in the community and trying to get information on these women. Um, and then this is one where it's a super complicated thing where one of the cops ends up marrying – this woman and they have kids and she becomes in this position of power and she doesn't know that he's actually been spying on her the whole time they've been together. It's just, it looked really good. Huh. Let's put it that way. It's, I, I just, I remember making these little checks in my notebook, like, yep, gonna watch that one. Yep, <laughs> gonna watch that one. Um, so those were really strong uh, in the script. Like I said, you got AMC, BBC America, um, uh, what is it? Star Ovation? Not Ovation. Um, what was the one I said before that? Oh, Sundance TV. So you had all these people here, and then Stars was here, uh, and they brought back Outlander, already a hit. Black Sails into its third season, and that. But they did have uh, a series. Uh, they had a movie called The Dresser, which is, you know, it's basically like watching a really great masterpiece theater one. But their Stars big one that they did is a limited series called The Girlfriend Experience. Where Steven Soderbergh's right. movie from 2009 is being made into, you know, 13, 13 episodes or like half hour episodes um, of of you know basically what it's what it's like to be to have this. If you haven't seen the movie, it's like what is it like to have to have this really intelligent woman sort of get into this world of being a high high priced call girl, even though that's not what she wants to be called. It's really complicated. It's a lot about sexuality and choice and morality. Um, it's it's a, a smart take on it. I, it's a it's a movie that needed to be explored further, uh, and I think that that's what this what this um, the stars limited series will do. Yeah, I, I was impressed. So I I had a split reaction to that. One is uh, you know more TV from Soderbergh, great. You know I think I more I think it's a great use of his talents. He can explore and do all these interesting things that maybe you can't do in a in a, in a uh, traditional kind of film medium. Um, I was impressed by the fact that that um, uh, Amy Simetz and Lodge Kerrigan are writing and directing mm-hmm. because I had that moment of like, oh good, Hollywood has decided once again to do more um, st- more drama about prostitutes because <laughs> on one level uh, Hollywood's track record in portraying sex workers is poor and on another level it's also way out of whack with their percentage of them in society it's like they're up there with chicago cops i guess um yeah and so you know the the broad picture here i was like really do we need more of this but soderbergh being involved and the fact that it's um it's women who are writing and directing this story makes me much more interested in uh 
in in it and the source material you know is is not a it's not pretty woman right so no it's not pretty woman yeah. and it, and, it, and it's it, they're able to look at it uh, and, and those two you know those two directors that you mentioned uh were were so they're they're different than Soderbergh and they it was clear from the panel that they're bringing their own take to it his material uh it's a reimagining it but uh it's really ambitious it's 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 perfect for you know, a limited series. And we see a lot of those. But like I said, it's it's hard for me to even – I have a list that I've obviously been going over while we're, while we're talking. And uh, it's kind of overwhelming. It's hard to keep up. I mean we have been flooded with a lot of different channels coming in. But, you know, you, you look at that and like even A&E it has good stuff coming. You know, they've got a – especially they've got a pretty intriguing adaption that went really well in, in – um, Went over really big in in Britain called War and Peace, obviously famous book. And um, if you didn't, you know, if you didn't finish that, <laughs> like most of us, hmm. you can you can watch this miniseries. But it was very well acclaimed uh, in England, and, and it was, they brought it here, and you can kind of see why. And so it's like, God, everybody, everybody's got something good, and and not just one thing, you know, but more than that. Like, I mean, forget, I mean, forget ABC. If you're thinking, you can watch those shows if you want. They are, they're all good. I don't want to take anything away from Secrets and Lies and American Crime. But, you know, when you get down to it, like AMC come in with two or three more strong shows. BBC America with three or four shows. Um, HBO, uh, Vinyl, and we're going to have Westworld when that's over. You're going to have all these returning series that they, that they do so well. Um, you know, you got stars with tons of great stuff. Sundance Channel with uh, ama- like stuff. To, I, I just have all these notes. Like, yes, I want to watch it. Like ninety percent of the stuff that I watched or saw clips of and sat through panels of in the last two or three days, Jason, is stuff that I wanted to watch. That ninety percent—that's a pretty pretty high number. Yeah. So too much TV. Lots of TV. Fortunately, A yeah. and E is keeping it real with uh, with Damien and the Frankenstein Chronicles. So, <laughs> yeah, that was a little bit of a break because it was like <laughs> I was like, okay, good for you guys. That's like a that's a genre thing that I probably might not have to review. And but it, even that didn't look bad. I honestly got the Frankenstein Chronicles and 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 Damien were like, okay, all right, yeah, I get you, Damien. I got a little six 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 on your head. I, sure. I remember that movie. It's perfect for this episode. Yeah, and so those two things together were kind of funny. And uh, but you know they also brought in War and Peace, and it was pretty amazing looking. Yeah. So everybody's got something. It's amazing. So, are, are you, what do you think? Are we going to get? This is our first episode of of twenty sixteen. Are we going to get a, a new record number of scripted series this year, or or is twenty fifteen going to be the high? Ah oh, man, because what do we end up with? Four hundred nine, I think. In uh... Yeah, I mean, the, obviously the FX research, research department is going to do the math for us at the end They'll of the do year. The math. But... I, I would say that at this rate, we're going to get more. Wow. Because it's, you know, there's just stuff. No signs that... of stopping, right? Yeah, because if you look about it, if you think about it, it's we just started the, the year in January, uh, you know, as calendars go. And <laughs> But the TV season goes well beyond that so we'll be getting all new stuff from cable uh and networks through january and then when you get into like and those will run through like may april or may but all these other cable channels are going to come back with new stuff for summer um again like in the, we're going to see westworld in the summer but and showtime's not even been here yet uh they've got tons of great stuff fx hasn't even been here yet like we're talking about being overwhelmed where i'm looking at these things and i'm like 
Yeah, like 90% of them. Well, FX hasn't been here yet. Showtime hasn't been here yet. And, you know, it's I, – I think we could – we might beat that 409 scripted number. Crazy. Crazy. So how, how long are you there? How much longer do you have? I am down here through the 17th. Wow. Which is a, a week a from week today. A week from today because we're mm. recording this. This is a special Sunday worldwide release because Friday was just too busy. It was. That so was the day when AMC and BBC America were here. It was crazy. So we're st- we're stretching it out. So Yeah. It, there, I'm here for another seven days. It does slow down slightly. And honestly, you know, the winter tour is not as long as, as yes. the but I'm, I'm going to be missing the last two days, which are PBS, which are fine. We don't talk too much about PBS stuff, um, if, though they have good programs. I would not slight them. But, um, yeah, it's it, – it, the first four days were a crush because it was all this cable stuff I just talked about. Right. And then things slow down. You know, ABC has a lot of stuff obviously coming and, and CW has some stuff. But um, I can handle the networks when they come in because – I, you know, I, the truth of the matter is, and they kind of know it, it's like, unless you have a comedy, which is their strong suit, the odds of me investing my time in like a mediocre to, hey, that's pretty good drama are a whole lot less than me investing my time in, you know, London Spy on BBC America, where I know that, you know, if I put my time into it, it's going to pay it off, you know, exponentially mm-hmm. in quality. So I'm going to, I definitely have a bias towards... Uh, cable in that regard so I think the good stuff has come already and I can handle whatever they that they uh, throw us coming up in the next few <laughs> days with networks but again like I said we haven't seen FX and we haven't seen Showtime so that could be those could be busy days as well so we'll I guess we'll try to do another one of these before you uh, before you head home and yeah we'll I think see we how could your schedule goes. do that yeah I think we could maybe we can record one even early since we were late last time maybe we record Thursday or something and um yeah. And then uh, hopefully by then I can update people. And, oh, God, I, you know, I, as I'm talking to you, it just hit me that guess who I left off? Who's still coming? Who? Netflix. Oh, yeah. Look uh-huh. at that. Well, yeah. they'll have, a, uh, they'll, they'll have a, a bigger budget than HBO, I think I read, for yeah. originals this year. So, yeah. yeah. And Amazon's coming, too. So, like, you know, the, yes, the next one will be Hi. pretty much the same thing, me running out of breath as I'm talking about yeah. all these shows coming. Yeah, so we'll, everybody should stay tuned for that whenever it, whenever it drops. We promise it will release worldwide. Netflix actually just announced also that they're in um, like 170 countries or something. I don't even know if they're that many countries. They're in all the countries basically now. <laughs> they're making up countries. They, they added a whole bunch of new countries, and so uh, but so they're they're getting to be more like us, where they can release their original simultaneously worldwide. But we'll try to be back whenever Tim's got the time. Uh, so to everybody out there who's been well trained by us over the last year and a half to to uh, to listen on Friday uh, or at least to download it on Friday. We don't know when we'll be back, but, you know, it, it'll happen. It'll happen. We'll these are these are special circumstances. Special this is from the front. We're, we're, we're reporting from the front of the war here. Exactly. Well, have a good uh, have a good week. And we'll uh, we'll we'll talk. Uh, we'll talk in a few days after you've seen even more things. Absolutely, and I'll give you an update on the 10,000 other things you have to watch. (laughs) That's great. Okay, everybody, uh, put down your pen. Uh, There'll be more notes soon, and uh, thanks to everybody out there for listening. Uh, I'm Jay Snell on Twitter. Tim is Bastard Machine on Twitter. You can find us. uh, You can email us, podcast at tvtalkmachine.com. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash tvtalkmachine. And uh, we will uh, see you next week. Thanks, Tim. You bet. 